took care of you. Thank you. Good morning. I appreciate all of you uh, sticking around for our Bible class today and I encourage you to open your Bibles to the book of James and we'll uh, continue our dive into uh, the book of James. The last several weeks we've just really uh, been blessed with some uh, fantastic lessons from uh, both Neil and Hiram. Um, and there are so many things that kind of tie into our study here in the book of James. Um, one of the key passages, uh, there's, there's several key passages in James, but one of them that we looked at was James 1, uh, 22, that says, uh, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, uh, de- deceiving yourselves. So we're told to be doers uh, of the word. Also, um, in James chapter 2, uh, verse 17, we're told, uh, So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And so verse 24 says, You, are, uh, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. So we're challenged to be doers of the word, uh, to be working, uh, to be ongoing, I think Neil's lesson today is is one of those that challenges all of us. And sometimes we look at a lesson like that and say, um, okay, he's talking about somebody, somebody else. He's talking maybe about elders training up uh, people under them. Well, really this passage is uh, talking to, uh, or that lesson is talking to all of us. All of us have a role in, in the church and are all of us training up uh, those uh, our replacements. Um, that's a principle of leadership I've always uh, been taught, and um, I, I traveled quite a bit with Jack Zorn and uh, Lads Leaders, and he he was one just really instilled that uh, into me. Uh, even when I coached, it, it was instilled uh, into me, and and that's one of those things when we need more Bible class teachers. We need more uh, people willing to uh, do grub night. Um, all the works of the uh, church that we have here, we need to be training up uh, people un- under us. Also, as we look at this topic of um, being doers of the word, Hiram, um, in his lesson last Sunday night, said these words, and uh, that lesson last Sunday was a classic now, I'm telling you. Um, but he said in that, and I, I wish I could have written down more of what he said, but it said, help us not to be the type of Christians that love to learn but hate to change. I'll say that again. Help us not to be the type of Christians that love to learn but hate to change. I appreciate that you're here to this morning, that we're ready to learn. But the key is when we leave here today, are we willing to change? Are we willing to uh, be different people? Are we willing to act on it? 
One of the key verses we're going to look at today in, in James 4 is one of those that gives us the meat of how to go out and be changed people, how to accomplish these things that we've been talking about uh, previously in, in the book of James. So before we dive in, let's bow for a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, as we come to you, we, we ask that you would help us to put aside our will and uh, take on your will. Help us to be people that would not look out for our desires, our wants, our needs, but for the interests of others and what would expand the kingdom. Dear Father, as we dive into this uh, today, help us to see how we can put aside worldliness, how with your help we can conquer sin and be better uh, people of yours. And it's through your son's name that we pray. Amen. Just want to dive in just a little bit, um, uh, rehashing a little bit of, of what we talked about last week, uh, what causes um, fights and quarrels among us. And we touched just real quickly on the first three verses, and I just want to um, rehash that. Uh, what causes quarrels and fights among you is, is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Uh, and so it's our desires that conflict with other people's desires, uh, and that's what causes our, our, us to have uh, wars and squabbles among us, and I cannot read that back up there, so pardon me, turn around. But Romans seven twenty three through 25 says, But I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind, and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? So here's Paul. Paul is somebody we uh, look to as being an example to us, but he's describing this battle, this war that is within him, and he calls himself a wretched man. To me, uh, this uh, later on we're, we're told, who are you to judge your neighbor in verse 12? In other words, if Paul said this, what makes us any better than Paul? If we're honest with ourselves. So he talks about this battle. But who will deliver me from this body of death? The answer is next. Thanks be to God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. But with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Uh, Verse 2 we looked at. You desire and do not have so you murder. You covet and cannot attain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You know, there's going to be a lot of money spent today uh, on ads uh, during the Super Bowl. It's it's crazy how much ads. But what are what are they selling? They're they're trying to create a desire in us and wanting us to uh, go after those desires. Sometimes we didn't even know we needed something until we see that on. TV and we say, oh, I need that. Um, but uh, James is talking about here about those uh, desires. And the same thing goes uh, in Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2.11, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles 
um, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which war against your soul. So Peter tells us that we're not here long. We're just sojourners. We're exiles. We're exiles in the fact that uh, we don't belong here. Um, yes, we're created and we're given this place uh, to live, but uh, our home is heaven. That's where we belong. We belong with Christ. And the more comfortable we are with this world, we see it's really um, against Christ. And we're going to dive into that just a little bit um, more uh, here today. So we also asked uh, this question last week. Uh, why do we not have? Verse 3 says, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That's uh, strong language uh, that uh, James writes here. But it it is the truth. It is the truth uh, that we see over and over throughout time that... Uh, the world has tendencies to draw us away from God. And the more we try to stand up for God, people just don't like it. Um, why do they not like it? It's because it goes back to these uh, passions and desires. And basically, uh, this war between our own uh, wants, our desires, the world's wants, desires, and what God is calling us to do. Uh, what God uh, wants us to do. And just as long as other people's motives and, and wants and desires line up with God's, then everything's okay. But the moment those get apart, uh, and um, maybe we're calling uh, on ourselves and our, those around us to live right, that's where the clashes uh, begin. So... He, he brings up this interesting point, and, and money is one of those themes that is all throughout the book of James. You remember how he uh, talked about not showing partiality, and what was the example he used? It was uh, how, uh, what if someone comes in wearing nice clothes, gold rings, that sort of thing, and someone uh, does not. Um, and so that was the example he uses a little bit. Uh, later, we're, we're going to look at, uh, hopefully next week, is uh, this warning uh, to the rich. And so uh, there's this theme of money all along. But he says, uh, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. If that's not talking about money, I, I don't know what it what is. He's saying you ask and do not receive. Why? Because you asked wrongly to spend it on your uh, passions. We looked at previously last week, not um, here, but uh, I believe it was Wednesday night. Um, uh, we looked at, and I lost my train of thought, about the parable of the talents. Um, and so when we look at that parable of the talents, there were those that were giving... Um, Different measures of talents, and those that use those things wisely were given more. And so that uh, there's this principle, and, and that's reinforced here 
in verse uh, 3 of the book of James. So then our question that I ended uh, last Sunday with is how do we know if our prayer requests are in line with the will of God? How do we know if our prayer requests are in the line of God? We're told we don't receive because we don't ask. Okay? So then we have, do we receive, um, what happens if we don't receive? Uh, and we have asked. The question comes in, how do we know if our prayer requests are in line with the will of God? Let's turn over to 1 John. Look at a couple passages. And, and there's much said in the Bible on this topic, and we're just looking at a few. And feel free to chime in with other uh, passages as well. But 1 John 3, verse 22 um, Let's just look at 21 through 24. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God. And God in him, and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So again, how do we know if our prayer requests are in line with the will of God? What's the answer here? I heard somebody. Kevin? If we're doing his will and if our requests are lined up with his will. Let's look over at First John 5. 14 and 15. And this is the confidence we have, uh, that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that the requests that we have asked of him. Now, the context of this part of 1 John is talking a little bit more about uh, praying for those that um, are lost and seeing a brother um, that's committing uh, sin and and talking about uh, praying for those things. So praying for sin to be corrected, uh, that's the context. But the idea is that we have to make sure that our prayer requests are lined up with God's will. Um, And so how do we know that? Um, how do we know what God's will is? We have to spend time in the Word, like uh, Neil talked about uh, today. The more time we uh, spend in the Word, then we know uh, better what God's will is. Other thoughts on this topic? Jesus uh, modeled that uh, to us, um, and he modeled the fact that this this world is temporary. Everything that we have is uh, just temporary. All right, so our next question is, um, who are we friends with, Uh, the world or God? You might say, well, we try to do both. It says here in in James uh, 4 that that can't be done. He uses strong words in verse 4, you adulterous people. Why would he say adulterous people and what does he mean 
by saying that in this context? What does he mean by adulteress here? All right. Choose uh, the world or him. What did you say? All right. Cheating on him, basically. Uh, spiritual, spiritual adultery. Loving someone else greater uh, than God. And so uh, the church is the bride of Christ. Uh, married to Christ, basically. Um, that uh, we need to be faithful uh, to Christ. Just like we would be faithful uh, to our spouse. Spouse. So he says, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So we have this balance and struggle as we go through life. We're told uh, we looked at blessed are the peacemakers and, and we looked at uh, that passage. So as we go through life, we're not trying to be difficult people. We're trying to be peacemakers we're trying to be examples of those that aren't going to uh, fly off the handle and be difficult. But this is also given this perspective that there, we have to hold true to our principles. Just because we can be friendly doesn't mean we give up on our principles. That we uh, fo- do not follow uh, God's word. Uh, we can... Uh, be friendly to someone to try to lead them to Christ, to be a good example uh, to them. But when the rubber meets the road and we have to make a choice between uh, God or being a friend of the world, we have to choose uh, being faithful uh, to God. Notice verse 5, Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the Scripture says he yearns jealously over the Spirit that he is made to dwell in us. What uh, passage does that remind us of? First Corinthians, and we'll look at that. Uh, let's look at these verses here, and I, I listed four here on your sheet. If different ones will turn to those passages and help us read it, uh, we'll, we'll look at this uh, string here, uh, because this is an important concept for us to uh, uh, realize. So Matthew six twenty four. who... Who has that? Just go ahead and read for us. All right. And I did put that up there, didn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't see, uh, the, I guess, the font up up there. I should have used a different uh, font. So uh, that passage uh, is there for us. And then we see John 15, 18 and 19. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world will love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Very strong language, but it should be clear to us that we cannot be friends with the world um, and friends uh, with God. Let's turn over um, 1 Corinthians 6.19. Who has that one? So if you combine this passage with what James uh, 4 uh, verse 5 says, well, uh, because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, God is a jealous God. And he says, wait, that's my uh, spirit dwelling in you. Don't use your body in such a way uh, that I would not be pleased. 
He is a jealous God and wants us to follow him. Second Corinthians six, fourteen and eighteen. Who has that? Keep going if you don't mind through verse 18, if, if you don't mind. So we're part of God's family when we wear his name. Um, I was at a, a funeral yesterday, and uh, it was shared that um, when uh, this man proposed to uh, his, his wife, uh, one of our teachers, and I believe I told you about... Um, that last Sunday, but the story was shared how he proposed, and he said he didn't have um, much to give her, but when um, he gave her a little box and opened up that box, and it was his name, and he said, I, I don't have much to give you, but um, all I can give you is my name, and I'd love for you to take it. Isn't that a nice Valentine's story? Uh, so husbands, we've got a a challenge for us uh, to do that, uh, to do better than that. I don't think I can do better than that. Um, but the cha- the principle that is laid is that when we wear Christ's name, um, we take on His name. Um, we need to be faithful uh, to Him, and that's uh, that's the challenge uh, here. We're part of His family. Uh, we're told in verse 18 that was just read uh, in Second Corinthians 6, I will be a father to you, and you shall be uh, sons and daughters to me. And again, what does that mean? Um, we're told that we are the temple of God. And so this idea, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? In other words, we cannot uh, be uh, friends uh, with uh, the world. It's a clear uh, passage. So James has laid out for us this clear path of um, what we should do, what we should not do. But how do we do it? How do we get the energy this week uh, to leave and be stronger? Uh, what are the keys uh, to resisting uh, sin? And this is the jewel of, of James right here. Uh, one of the key verses, if you if you don't have it highlighted, marked, underlined, starred, do all of it um, on verse 7. Um, let me start with verse 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What does he mean by that? We have to realize that we have to, uh, we are not perfect. We have these passions and desires that... Uh, we have, and there's this constant bow that Paul talked about, uh, that James talked about here at the uh, first of this passage. Uh, these passions are at war within you. These desires that you have, they're uh, at war within you. So how do we handle those? Notice verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Do you believe it? We have to believe that. This is power, powerful. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will uh, flee from you. Um, along with that, right beside it is verse 8. Draw near to God, 
and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So here's the key. How do, how do we um, try to live closer to God? We have to submit to God, resist the devil, and draw near to God. Let's look at a few of those uh, passages. First Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And who is that someone? It's all of us. That's who he's seeking uh, to, to devour. Um, be sober-minded. This, In other words, take it seriously. Um, we have to be watchful. God, uh, Satan is out there. But then this idea... Uh, draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. We see um, there's this idea of God's jealousy that we talked about. But there's also this concept shared within this. He does not want us, there's a clear line that He does not want us to be um, attached to sin. But what is God's attitude uh, toward us? It's verse 8, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. That passage reminds us of Luke 15, verse 20 in the story of the prodigal son. He arose and came to his father, but when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran, embraced him, and kissed him. That's uh, the passage that mirrors right here, uh, verse 8. That if we will draw near to God, we have to make that step toward God. We, he can't do it for us. We have to make that step toward God. But He's looking for us. And if we'll make that step toward Him, He'll come running to us, is, is the idea that we're given. So, practical sense then, how can we live here, um, leave here being confident this week? Submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from us, he'll run away, he'll run away like a coward. He may be walking around like a lion, but when we have God on our side, he'll uh, flee uh, from us. And if we draw near to God, he'll uh, draw near to you. If you will, grab a song book. I, I meant to look up ahead of time what this passage, but... I, don't, I hate to be morbid, but I've said for years um, that when I die, this 436 is uh, one verse I'd like sung um, at my funeral, but it's such a powerful song. And uh, let's just pause and sing it. Uh, but knows the words as as we sing it, it goes mirrors this. Um, I think it'll be good for us to sing. Nearer, still nearer, close to thy heart. Draw me, my Savior, so precious thou art. Fold me, oh, fold me close to thy breast. Shelter me safe 
we close verse 8 or verse 9 be wretched and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you do not speak evil one against one another brothers one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges his the law, but if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver, one judge, he who is able to save 
and to destroy. But who are you to draw your name, uh, to judge your neighbor? Hopefully we've seen that we are weak, sinful. But if we'll draw near to God, if we'll submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from us. And if we understand that, how in the world are we going to pick at somebody else? Our attitude should be that, I'll just leave you with, uh, read 2 Corinthians 12, 20 and 21. It's Paul saying to Corinth, and remember Corinth with all its issues. But Paul said, I'm afraid when I come there's going to be quarrels. Because you, I may find you not like I would like you to be. And you may find me not like you. And it's going to make me sad. So his attitude was more of mourning for those that were not following God's word. So rather than picking at one another, our attitude should be, it breaks my heart to see you continue in sin. So I hope today it's been encouragement for us to put away sin and draw near to God. Let's bow for a quick word of prayer. Our Father, help us this week to draw near to you. Help us to forget our desires and help us live this week for you. And it's through your son's name that we pray. Amen.